And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Good morning, Christian America. This is the beginning of the Gospel of John. We've just concluded the Gospel of Mark after many months. And we ask you and we invite you to join us as we start the Gospel of John, the eyewitness of John the Beloved, John of the Cross, John the Evangelist, one who was, sits at the cross and watches our Lord and Savior crucified with his mother, the one who was first to the tomb when Jesus was noticeably absent from it. This is his testimony. This is his witness. This is his revelation. This is God's revelation through him that I want you to join us in going through pretty methodically. And today we're going to start off at the very beginning of the Gospel of John. Grab your Bibles. And let's get ready to get into the word. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Ed here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort where we seek to revitalize the Christian faith across our nation. If you support that mission, if you support, support what we're trying to do here, we don't ask for donations. We ask for your participation. Participate in the revitalization of our nation towards Christ by simply liking and subscribing to this podcast, to this YouTube channel, to this Rumble channel. Follow us on all the social media platforms. Go to ChristianAmericanTees.com to pick yourself up some Christian American apparel. That would help us greatly. And friends, today we want to come to you this Monday to start the new gospel of John. If you followed us the few in, in the previous months, you know that every Monday we continue our journey through the New Testament. We completed the gospel of Matthew. We've completed the gospel of Mark. And today we start the gospel of John. And I know Luke is in between there, but the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and, and Luke are, are pretty similar. We wanted to get to John because we've also been discussing the validity of the gospels. And you can find no greater valid recollection of Jesus's ministry on this earth in totality than John's gospel. Because John is one of the first disciples with his brother James, the sons of Zebedee, the one who Jesus calls the, the sons of thunder, the one referenced as the beloved one, the one that if, you, if you're familiar with the painting of the Last Supper, the, the most famous, famous painting of the Last Supper, you see Jesus in the middle and, and you see someone like leaning up against him. That's the beloved John. And so John was there almost at the very beginning, and then he was there to the very end, accompanying Jesus's mother Mary at the foot of the cross, watching his Lord and Savior perish uh, his earthly life, his human, his human life. John was also there after Mary Magdalene came back and said that Jesus was missing from the tomb. John and Peter took off running, and John it is described in this gospel as arriving there first, but he waited for Peter to enter the tomb first. So John has been there from the beginning. John also accompanies Peter in the book of Acts, preaching the gospels and, and performing miracles. John also is the one who 
lives out the longest as he is exiled to Patmos, to Greece. John also writes three epistles in the New Testament. And he, he writes you know, his probably the most famous book of Revelation when Jesus comes and visits him during his exile. So it's important to hear John's gospel because John talks about Jesus in a different in a different tone, in a different sense than the other Gospels, where the other Gospels are pretty chronologically based, and they're Jesus doing a lot of things. Now, Jesus does a lot of things in John's Gospel, but John having the hindsight of seeing the resurrected Christ when he puts these deeds together, that he provides a little bit more insight into what the rationale of Jesus and the thinking of Jesus, that we would assume he had that conversation once things took place, and then he reintroduced it, and you'll see it in, in the way that the gospel is, is worded when John reflects, and he said, Jesus said these things because he knew, dot, 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 or Jesus understanding their thoughts said dot 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 right because you would assume we'd, we'd assume that after these things took place there was a conversation amongst the disciples and amongst Jesus as to why he did and why he said the things that he did and said and this at this point after all of that now John is rewriting it and he has that insight and he injects it and you'll see if that sounds confusing bear with me because you'll see that in uh, the very beginning in, in his writings, having a greater understanding of not just Jesus in, in his human form, in his human function, in his humanity, but understanding Jesus in his divinity. And so with that, ladies and gentlemen, I ask to grab your Bibles and turn to the Gospel of John, and we're going to start right at the beginning in verse 1, chapter 1. It says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that, that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to know his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he came to the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father 
full of grace and truth. John bore witness of him and cried out saying, this is he of whom I said, he who comes after me is preferred before me for he was before me. And of his fullness, we have all received and grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten son who is in the bosom of the father, he has declared him. Now, this is one of the most poetic portions of scripture and probably of, of the written word um, that the world has ever seen. And it should be no surprise because you have the disciple John who accompanied Jesus. So he witnessed things that the world has never seen either before nor since. So it would only make sense that when he writes about it in this angelic term, in these angelic terms, that it would also be unique to our ears, both from anything we've read before and probably anything that we would read after. And what John is saying here as he's starting this book, as he's starting his witness, He's first and foremost saying that he's referring to the beginning of the Bible, the, the beginning of Genesis, where it starts in the beginning. There was God, and that's all there was. And, and similarly, in John's gospel, he is reflecting that beginning of Genesis, but introducing it into the way now in which we know it, because we did not know Jesus in Genesis, but now that Jesus has come, has died, has been resurrected, has ascended into heaven, he's witnessed all of this. He goes back and he puts the understanding of the beginning of time into a Christian perspective, recognizing that the word of God who creates everything in Genesis is the same word of God who creates Jesus in Mary. It's the same word of God that Jesus is. He's taken the shape of a human. And so John says the word of God who creates everything became flesh. That's the body, the earthly body of Jesus and dwelt among us, which means he became like us. And it's important to understand both of these contexts because there are some people who believe that Jesus is only divine and that he was able to do the things that he, he, he did and heal the things that he healed and, and perform the miracles which he performed because he was divine and he was only divine and that he had no real earthly attachment. Then there are some people who believe that Jesus, although was a man and that he, because he was a man, that he maintains all the humanly and earthly traits of being a quote-unquote good man, a good moral teacher, a teacher, uh, a philosopher of his day, but then don't re that, that don't agree or that refute his divinity. And so we need to shred the idea that he is either man or that he is either divine because he is both of these things. 
John tells us in this passage. He lays it out. The word of God made flesh and dwelt among us. He is both man and he is both God. He is the word made flesh. The word in which all things come through him is what he says. And so from the very beginning with the understanding of John having accompanied Jesus through his entire ministry, being at the foot of the cross, being at the empty tomb, being in the locked door on the day of Pentecost, receiving the Holy Spirit, accompanying Peter into the world and making believers of nations, going through towns and preaching the word of God, being visited by the Lord himself who has already risen and has ascended, who has been exiled and now compiling these things with a total understanding of exactly who Jesus was, this is how he chooses to put it on paper. To let us know that the same word who created creation in Genesis chapter one is the same word made flesh in the body the spirit and the blood of Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus Christ, who dwelt among us and lived out the life that we are called to live. And he was so transformed by that revelation. He was so transformed by that experience that he lived out the rest of his life in servitude to that same word of God, Jesus Christ. If you don't understand that, then you can't understand any of it. Because it all, all the teachings of Jesus, all the Christian church, all the history, all the tradition, all the understanding, all the scripture that follows these words is built on the idea that God himself, his word, his spirit was manifest in earthly form so that we, he can enter into our lives. And provide a path to everlasting life for us through the example of Jesus Christ, the word of God made flesh. That is how John starts his gospel. And it's beautiful if you understand it. The beauty of these words is that it sets the groundwork. It sets the cornerstone for what will be an entire world an entire Western world anyway, that is built on that understanding. An entire church that has withstood for 2,000 years under that understanding. And no matter what were to come along and try to refute the undeniable word of God, that that church still stands to this day. If you're listening to this, if you're watching this, if you're reading the word of God, if you attend church in the, on Sundays or every day, if you worship, if you believe in him, then the church still lives on. And it lives on because they understand this irrefutable truth about who Jesus was and who he is. And so we ask you to continue the journey as we work through the gospel of John over the next coming weeks and months. And together, hopefully, we can develop 
a deeper understanding of who Jesus was and who he is in our lives today. If you like what we're trying to do here, if you support this mission, again, we don't ask for donations. Just simply subscribe to this podcast, subscribe to this YouTube channel, subscribe to this Rumble channel, leave comments below. Um, what else should we be looking at? If there was something from scripture that we just read to you that sticks out at you, that you would you want us to, to know, feel free to comment either um, on whatever social media platform uh, suits you. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, until Friday, we want you to continue to stay on fire for Christ, continue to stay blessed, and have a good morning, Christian America.